our goal is to keep the dance floor packed song after song after song. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the TF Cast. I'm your host, Willis Stout. Hey, Grum here. It is May 17th here in the Solarium. And I'm your host, Jacob Bases. Today with us, we have Molly Fisher of Schizophonic, an entertainer and performer, um, to talk about the show that we have coming up with the band and what her experience has been like in the music industry. Molly, if you could just introduce yourself to the audience and tell people what's coming up. Sure. First of all, thank you for having me. This is super cool. Um, I've, I've watched your podcasts and um, I'm very honored to be in the seat today. So thank you. Um, yes, I'm Molly and uh, I am, I've been with a band called Schizophonic since like 2017 and we are based out of the Twin Cities area and we have never played Mankato and being that I'm from Mankato and you know, I have family and friends here and I went to school here. Um, we have a very exciting show coming up at the Mankato Brewery. And um, yeah, finally, it's our chance to bring pop rock madness to Mankato Brewery. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, maybe just explain. Well, okay. So one, I'd like to introduce a little bit. We've had a lot of people ask for this kind of thing. Actually, we've had mm -hmm. people ask us to do dance parties over and over and over again. And I think it's really cool that we now have a band that's like going to bring that kind of full like light show EDM mm -hmm. kind of feel that we often have, but not in an EDM show. It's just going to be like high energy, mm -hmm. intense dance music. Um, and then Willis is going to be programming lights. Yeah. So uh, yeah. like we're excited to do that. Maybe just tell people what the show is going to be like a little bit, um, right. what they can expect to see if they come to the brewery that night. Yes, I, I like to explain Schizophonic as anything, any top 40 hit that you've heard on the radio where you hear that song, you're like, oh, I love the song and it gets you on the dance floor. That's kind of our goal is to keep the dance floor packed song after song after song. And we we try to not stop in between every song like we have probably like 15 minute brackets where we're playing nonstop and we mm. we go we end one song and it smoothly transitions right into the next we don't want to break it up at all to keep people going and dancing so that's our goal is to keep people on the dance floor and um it's you'll hear a lot of like i said top 40s so lizzo um Jackson Five, we do some Whitney Houston, and uh, we're working on a Maroon Five song. We have oh, what else? Uh, um, we have Bon Jovi, so a lot of artists that you know and recognize. Mm -hmm. And um, so it's one of those, if you turn the radio on, you'd probably hear a song that we do for sure. And it's all recognizable, it's all fun, it's high energy. And, um, yeah, it's just a blast. And we love when the audience is having fun, too. Mm. So we, we try to tailor our show to the audience as well. So if we ever add a song and it's not doing well, it's, you know, too slow and people are starting to leave, we notice that. And then we, we tailor the show to um, getting people dancing and just having a blast letting go. So That's, it's a pretty high energy show from what I understand. Like, um, how do you, like, how do you as, as performer both like 
do how do you maintain that kind of an energy mm-hmm. like as a band but also as a as the lead singer of the band what's that like to just try to to show it's it's not like you know playing a super dynamic <laughs> set with some smooth ones it's like yeah. all the bangers all the time it's it took a long time to build that energy and um the stamina yeah. vocally and mm. physically, I I remember my very first gig with Schizophonic and um, they were being nice to me. So uh, we normally do like four hours of music with one break. We only take like that's kind of what sets us apart from a lot of bands is we take one break. Mm. Um, a lot of bands do one hour of music, you know, 15 minute break, one hour music. So it was my first gig with them and and we did the, the three hour thing just so they could ease me into mm-hmm the world of, of gigging with schizophonic. And mm-hmm. I remember thinking, how am I going to make it <laughs> to the end? I don't think I can do this. And, uh-huh. and it was, it took a lot of time to build up the stamina of, um, especially vocally because you like, you're belting these songs and, um, cause you need to be vocally healthy you can't yeah. scream and you know that you have to do this night after night after night so excuse me you have to learn songs where you you can save your voice mm. um so i do a lot of belting that's that's uh in vocal world there's like using your head voice where you can mix and not be so um uh i don't know how do you say it not abrupt but like aggressive in your singing mm-hmm. and um i've learned certain songs that i can use my my head voice my mixed voice instead of just like shouting singing belting yeah. you got to know when to when to use it and when right. to kind of pull back a little bit yeah because the audience won't know one way or another, but I know, mm-hmm. um, but it took a lot of time and a lot of just repetition and lots of water. And, and the audience really does give us like, it's a give and take for sure. If, if we're, whatever we're giving out, we can feel that they're receiving it. And then in return, they're having fun. And we see that on the dance floor and it, it really does like, it's a give mm-hmm. and take of, of energy and, and entertainment for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll just say it. What what is your your history as like a musician and performer like like how did you get involved uh, being a vocalist and uh, what led you here? Well, it's a very long story. Um, I'll I I started taking piano lessons when I was eight years old, and I was really jealous because my brother was in piano lessons. And every time he came home from lessons, I wanted him to teach me everything he learned because I was. <laughs> so angry at my parents for not putting me in piano lessons. And um, after that, it wasn't enough. And I learned the flute. And then that wasn't enough. And then, then I really liked singing because my mom was a vocalist growing up. She sang for weddings and funerals and at church. And I, I witnessed her singing a lot. And so I wanted to do that. And so I started taking private voice lessons when I was like 11. Mm. Um, and I was in private voice lessons until like from 11 until I was in college. And, um, I was a a theater performer pretty much in my, my childhood and high school. And I went to college for theater, musical theater. And, um, after I graduated, I worked on cruise ships as a vocalist and a dancer, but I found schizophonic. This really funny story. I was living in Minneapolis at the time. And, um, my roommate, 
her friend was getting married and it's a friend of mine as well. And she said, uh, you have to come back to, uh, uh, Kara's wedding because this awesome band's going to be there playing for the reception. And I was like, okay, cool. Cause I was doing a show. I was doing a musical at the time. And so I, I went and I did my show and I left and I quickly like sped down to, uh, downtown Minneapolis mm. and, um, to catch this band that's supposed to be awesome. And I walk in and they're doing like journey and um some fun like disco dance tunes and just really cool stuff everything that i love mm. and i'm on the dance floor and all of a sudden they're singing they're doing um don't stop believing mm -hmm. and the lead singer's like all right i'm just gonna come in the audience and uh you know see if anybody wants to help me sing this song and so he's like just a small town girl and puts the microphone in front of people's faces and then mm -hmm. all my friends are like put the microphone in front of her. She's a singer. And so I was like, okay, well, whatever. And so, um, he, he's like living in a lonely world. And then it put him in front of my face and like took the midnight train going anywhere. And he's like, <laughs> and I thought, you know, oh, they're just being nice. You yeah. know, everyone who, who, uh, we put the microphone in front of like, it's, it's, a fun moment for them and their, their lives to, you know, get on the microphone. And I thought like, oh, they're, they're just, you know, doing their nice thing. And, um, <laughs> anyway, they had, they were on their break and someone was like, Molly, the guys from the band are looking for you. They want to talk to you. And I thought, what did I do? I broke something. Like I broke their microphone. I don't know what I did. Maybe I, I don't know. And so the, the drummer found me, Eric, and oh, he's just amazing. Uh, he was like, Hey, you know, that was really good. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> He's like, are you a singer? Or are you I'm like, well, yeah. Um, I, you know, I've experienced working on cruise ships and, and, um, you know, I'm a performer in musical theater and he's like, well, have you ever thought of being in a band? Cause our lead female vocalist is actually leaving and we're trying to find someone to replace her. And I was like, yes. That sounds awesome. And mm. so I auditioned and I had to pick three songs from their set list. And I swear to God, I picked the three hardest songs and on that list. Mm. And so I went to the audition and, and they, um, they gave me like this, these earplugs connected to wires. And I was like, what are these things? And he's <laughs> like, those are in-ear monitors. Ever used those before? I'm like, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> Uh, I, uh, you know, put them in and I had never heard myself in that yeah. way before. Yeah. And, um, it, I had one of those realizations of, is that what I sound like? Yeah. Because I'm used to like stages and me doing musicals with, you know, wedges on the floor and probably some very ill-designed sound design, you know, theater. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, I remember I, I chose to sing Bang Bang by Nicki Minaj, Jesse J and Ariana Grande. He, you know, that, that song's a belter. She's got a body like an hourglass. Yeah. That sucker's high. And then like uh, X's and O's by L. King, like which is, yeah, it's mm -hmm. super fun. And then I think it did like, I will survive just to give myself a break and got the gig. And um, yeah, never in a millionaire's thought that I would find such amazing, I call them musicians because they're, I don't call myself a musician. That's, that's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. um, they're just wonderful humans and brilliant and kind and hardworking. And they, they've been doing this their whole lives. Like our, our drummer 
was in a heavy metal band in the 80s called Equinox and he has like the gold record in his basement and so when I showed up for that that audition and all of our our, um, rehearsals were in his basement I was like dang this guy's for real (laughs) he even has the long hair and everything but um, everyone's just wonderful to work with and not to sound cheesy but we all feel like a family and they're like they're like brothers to me and they're just wonderful they're wonderful why don't you uh, shout out everybody in the band, all the other the other folks? You know, you mentioned Eric on the drums. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Eric was the first um, musician that I noticed when I walked into that reception was like, my God, this drummer is mm. sick. Like, I'm not a drummer, but you know when you hear a drummer and you're like, Good God, they're amazing, <laughs> yeah. and he's and he's so theatrical. Like he throws his stick in, his sticks in the air, and um, so yeah, that's that's Eric Althaus. He's our, our drummer and, and leader of the pack. He he kind of steers the ship, um, and then we have uh, Josh McClintock on guitar, and he is so freaking good. I think mm. I'm biased. I think he's one of the best guitarists, gu- guitar players I've ever worked with. Mm. Excuse me, and. Like he went to McNally and he is just, he's, he looks so unassuming and I love him to death. <laughs> and, uh, he's like an accountant by day and then like this <laughs> cool. freaking shredder at night. Um, and then Rando is my, uh, the, the male vocalist. He, he is wonderful. He, he was in the Navy for many years and he discovers he discovered singing by doing karaoke on the Navy ships for fun. Oh, cool. And he never like, as far as I know, like this is the, the, the story that I remember is him like singing karaoke on the ships. And he's like, Oh, I guess I can sing. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, um, our bassist is, uh, Jimbo. He's actually from Mankato. And, um, he was in a lot of bands back in the day, like in the nineties. Do you know any of them? Uh, gosh, I've asked, I've asked him and I can, I feel so bad. Sorry, Jim. Uh, the bands that he was in, but like they played busters and they played, uh, fun days back in the day. And uh, he, he's like, he used to be awesome. Like the music scene here was awesome. Um, but yeah, we're, we're, we are, um, schizophonic and we, we have a blast and yeah, Yeah. we love what we do. Do any of your uh, other members have any other projects? Um, not that I can think of. We're all pretty much married to this one. Cool. Um, Rando used to be in another band called Horizontal Hero, but I don't think he does that anymore. But we, we get so busy in the summer where I remember at one point we were gigging every single weekend from like July until December. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're pretty, pretty booked. Cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What do a lot of those events look like? Um, are those, uh, parties, com- community events, concerts, what, what is the weddings, kind of all the above? Oh, we've played them all from, mm-hmm. <clears throat> from crappy dive bars where mm. five people are there to uh, one of my favorite experiences was we were gigging outside the new U.S. Bank Stadium before a, a Vikings oh, game. Cool. So people were walking in and we're singing on like this big stage and that was really cool. Uh, every year we do the state fair um, at Dino stage. So we're there again, I think like three times this year. Uh, weddings, we do a lot of uh, like street fairs 
um, food truck festivals. We've done the casino circuits. We um, we play honestly everywhere and everything. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. And so it, it's one of those. It we're, we play a mixed bag of of events, and yeah. I, that's what I like about us. Is I feel like no matter where we go, we're pretty relatable, and we're very adaptable. Yeah. And um, no matter what, we always put on a good show. Yeah. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I, I think we've we've talked about it in connection with this, but also just in um, producing events and bands and whatnot and my DJing. You've got this, like, there's kind of an interesting balance between bands who do <laughs> their own original music, um, bands that do some covers and then their own originals, Mm-hmm. Um, even like DJs who do like, or it's just like, this is my genre and this is all I do. Or like they play only their originals or like more mm-hmm. of an open format, like playing to the room. Um, I guess in that, I just, I'm curious what you, what you like and, or if there's any parts that you don't like about kind of like do being a, being a pop music cover, uh, band. cover band. Yeah. Um, one thing I like is that I feel like no matter what song we're doing, somebody knows it. And mm. you see them like they hear the first uh, beats of the song and like, oh, my God, yeah. I love this song. And <laughs> so like that's really fun to see them connect and and um, have fun and enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> um, the things that I, I, I there's not much that I dislike, honestly, it, it we <laughs> We don't do any country and being a band in Southern Minnesota and like the, the twin cities area. And it's kind of one of those, what do you mean you don't do country? It's like, (laughs) we don't do country Uh, because so many bands in Minnesota do do like the country and folk stuff, which is great. That's great. But that's not our wheelhouse. That's not my wheelhouse. So we get a lot of people doing like Shania. And so finally we put in one Shania tune (laughs) and they freaking love it. But we have (laughs) to stick with what we know because that's who we are. Um, All of us in our experience have a background in rock or pop. None of us that I can think of have a background in mm. folk or country. So it's really just utilizing our strengths to create mm. the the music or not create to yeah. reproduce the music that we know and love. Yeah. And, Even yeah. on that, like how, how does your group think about um, taking a song that people are going to have a real, real like intimate connection with in some cases and then, think about trying to bring that to the stage and in a way that's natural to you and and gives them what they want from the song, but also is like really exciting for you guys. That's a really good question. Um, one example I can think of is I do a cover of purple rain. Mm. Um, and it's the one slow song we do. And so I guess I've every, like I, 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 intro the song as saying like you know we're a minneapolis-based band and it would be right if we didn't if we didn't pay tribute to the one and only prince and everyone's like (laughs) (laughs) and so and then i say and here's our version of purple rain and so i think they're a little confused at first like why are we slowing it down man like Mm. i'm i'm here to to dance and to party but i think once they hear our version of it they 
they enjoy the spin and the take on it. Hmm. And um, it took me a long time to develop the way that I sing Purple Rain because I do, hmm. I sing like the first couple of verses, I sing it just like Prince does because that's what people want to hear. And then I'd, I'd take the Molly spin on it and I'm, you know, singing to the rafters and uh, show, doing some vocal gymnastics and showing off a little bit. But we bring it back with, you know, um, Josh does the guitar solo, like note for note, and it's freaking sick. And then we let everybody sing. So we like to obviously pay tribute to the original song, how it was mm-hmm. written, how they performed it. But sometimes you gotta give your, you put your little spin on it to make yeah. it a little different. And um, that's, you know, people like to, because they're listening to it and like, yeah, I know this this part. And then all of a sudden, this this girl's wailing and they're like, never heard that before. So that's, <laughs> that's exciting to experience too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are, are there any other examples like that of songs that you're <laughs> bringing into the set that you that you think like represent the project really well, that you're like super excited to be able to bring to the stage? I mean, everything that we try to do, we try to do it um, as close to the recording. Uh, But we all want to do things that we like to sing as well. Um, I grew up listening to like Aerosmith and um, the Eagles and Bob Seger. Thanks, Dad. (laughs) And, (laughs) um, And like John Bon Jovi. And so I always wanted to sing Walk This Way. Hmm. And so I I heard the original. I'm like, yeah, this is totally in my range. And so I decided like, hey, guys, let's let's do Walk This Way. And it, it almost feels like a rap. So that's fun. <laughs> um, and then another, what was I going to say? Uh, <laughs> um, we do a lot of Lizzo as well. Okay. And by a lot, I mean like three songs. But um, it, it's just fun to... Oh, the one I was going to say is um, Jackson 5, I Want You Back. Mm. So like old school Michael Jackson where, you know, he's like a 10-year-old boy. And uh, so I guess I'm singing like a 10-year-old boy. And, and <laughs> <laughs> that's fun. But we always try and find songs that we enjoy doing because we, like, we were just emailing around uh, like yesterday. And um, Eric is always asking like, what do you want to sing? And yeah. e- even if I said, I want to sing wagon wheel, he's like, okay. Cause it's whatever, whatever makes us happy as music as like musicians on stage. Yeah. yeah. Um, but at, I love singing, um, songs that I connect to. Cause I think that's part of the, the performer in me and the actor in me is I always connected to lyrics mm. and, um, hearing someone sing like the way that Whitney Houston, sings like it's just unforgettable and so you hear her sing um like if i Hmm. should stay you know the way that she does it versus how you know dolly parton does it that's what's always connected me to music even though it's not a musical theater it's it's the lyrics and the intent behind it and so i always like to find songs where like even if it's melodic and romantic I still like those like banger rock songs that make you want to be like, yeah, on your car. So <laughs> those are also fun to sing. Yeah. It seems like there's a really kind of good fit between like the musicianship and the musical theater that you, you talked that, that you studied because when you described this right away in the beginning, how you flow between songs, 
it almost seems like how a DJ would do it, which mm-hmm. like having like mm-hmm. that many people do that all at the same time seems like mm-hmm. complicated to a guy like me. <laughs> 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 um, so, uh, yeah, like what, how, where else have you had that kind of like musical theater influence uh, come into what you do there? Um, the musical theater influence, I guess it's, uh, being adaptable and being able to shift musically and vocally. Um, like when I work on cruise ships, I always tell people, well, I had to be able to belt Whitney Houston, do the splits, run around stage all while wearing a sparkly bikini, you know, like you have to be so adaptable and um, musically inclined in certain aspects to work on cruise ships because cruise ships, they, they cater to everybody from all around the world. So you have to be able to sing pop and rock and jazz and musical theater. And I think um, I, I developed that from working on the ships. I wasn't taught that in in school in when I went to college, I went to college for musical theater specifically. So I, um, could sing like traditional musical theater. But back when I was in college, they weren't teaching us how to sing rock and pop. Hmm. Um, they do now, which is great, but not, you know, back in 2009 Hmm. when I graduated. So just like how music evolves, musical theater evolves. And, um, like now we have Hamilton where it's like this, Hmm. Um, pop rock, rock situation going on. And like, there was nothing like that 20 years ago, 10 years ago. And so as a vocalist, you have to adapt to what is popular. And so um, even though I didn't, I wasn't taught how to sing pop or rock. I did it all just by listening and trying to sound like that person. Cause I never wanted to disappoint anybody. <laughs> so um uh, my first cruise contract, we did a rock show and a musical theater show and like a 60s um, music uh, show. Mm. And like there are three completely different um, musical genres. And vocally, you have to adapt and change the way that you sing these songs. And so I, mm. I feel like I'm just I've had to become a a a vocal chameleon to fit into what people are expecting to hear and what they want to hear. Um, and you know what, what the, the big guys up, upstairs at corporate <laughs> put in their shows to cater to everyone from around the world. Yeah. What is, how did you get involved with the cruise ship anyway? Like you, was that like one of the first places you were looking for work after you got that degree? Um, it was definitely on my radar and I thought it was really cool. I had no idea how people got on ships, especially like I graduated from Mankato and, um, uh, when I graduated, I, I, my first gig was up in Fargo at the Fargo Moorhead community theater. And I worked at a dinner theater down in Florida and I lived in New York city for like a year. And, um, I had a friend tell me about this audition. It's, it's called, um, UPTA's United Professional Theater Audition. Hmm. And they were, they have these ginormous auditions where like 30 to 50 companies are coming to this one place and you have like over 500 people auditioning and 
Um, so I went to this this thing called Uptas, and that's that was the case there. There's all these um, companies, and there's cruise ships. There is uh, Sh- Royal Shakespeare companies, and dinner theaters, and just tons of random um, theaters and performance companies there. And I had one minute in front of all those people to showcase my talents. And this was down in like Memphis. And I remember I asked for a a flight ticket for a birthday present. Hmm. I was like, mom, dad, I really want to go to this audition. And, and so for my birthday, can I get a a flight ticket? And they're like, sure. And so I went down and I had 60 seconds to prove myself. Wow. Can you just reenact that quick? No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 60 seconds on the I clock. Hi, Molly Fisher and I'll be singing. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's, it's awful. But like, that's how you have to get yourself out there. And I remember I, I, I did a comedic monologue, I think. And then oh. I sang like an old school Judy Garland song. I don't know why, um, but <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a good idea. I was like, like sing with the strings of my heart. I'm like, okay. <laughs> anyway, so um, uh, Norwegian Cruise Line was they uh, they posted a list like on the walls of like your number. Like I wasn't a person. I was a number. (laughs) Uh, love that. Um, and so they call these cattle calls and it's because everybody's got a number. (laughs) You're being moved by it just in this big group of bodies, you know, where you're just a number. And, uh, we had a dance and so they taught us a dance combo and you have to learn a dance combination in like 20 minutes. And then they have like five people go at a time. And, uh, you have to give it your all. And then I remember, um, they had me sing a couple songs from a few of their shows that they did. And one of them was son of a preacher man. (laughs) So, um, I, that was fun. And, uh, yeah, I got the gig and they, my first ship contract, I was, uh, we were, we were based out of, uh, Copenhagen, Denmark, and we just sailed the Baltic Sea, hmm. and it was just the coolest thing ever. So, is what is the experience of like being a like being a performer on a cruise ship? It, does it anything like being on a cruise? <laughs> 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 yes and no. Hmm. Oh, I think we have more fun. <laughs> I don't think the guests the guests realize um, how much fun we have, but. Um, then this was before COVID. A lot has changed since COVID. Mm. Um, and so I'm going to speak on my experience before COVID. And we, it, uh, to work on a ship, it, it is not for everybody. That's that's the, the first thing. It's a fantastic gig if you can get it. Um, it's really, the first of all, the rehearsals itself are really, really hard. Like we worked for, we rehearsed for eight hours a day for like two months like singing and learning full shows like the entire, it was so exhausting, but, um, you know, you do it cause you love it, but being on the ship itself and ship life, it, it's, I always say it's, if you can be adaptable and follow the rules and be, um, uh, I don't know, be thrown into any situation hmm. you can, you can work on a ship, but it's, it's, uh, it's different. And, um, like I, my first gig, I, I shared a a cabin, probably the size of a, 
standard bathroom with another person who also happened to be from Minnesota, which is like unheard of. Um, but you, you live in this big tin can (laughs) and, um, every time you go out in like a, a guest area, you have to wear a name tag and they already it's like you already have a target on your back and they're like, Oh, you work here. Oh, you were in the show we saw it last night. And they, and the guests asks, uh, ask us like the craziest things. They're like, how much do you get paid? And I'm like, I don't go to your job and ask you how much you get paid, ma'am. Um, but, uh, I loved traveling, like the travel aspect of it. We were able to get off in the ports that we were docked at. Um, we were able to, for entertainers and for singers more specifically than dancers, we had a lot more freedom. We could uh, take the whole day and go travel around, you know, Germany or Estonia or Russia and Sweden. And then we come back to the ship just like the guests do. And then we we go to the theater at night. We warm up and we do our two shows and then hit the crew bar. Where like beer, a, like a bottle of beer is like a dollar and a bottle of wine is like three dollars. And <laughs> um, so but the living situation is it, it's kind of like living in a dorm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we have our own cafeteria and um, it, the 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 ship isn't any less rocky or more rocky where we live. And um, but it's it's just being in a shared space and working with people from literally all over the world. And, and how, how and big of a cast are we talking here? So when uh, I've worked on casts as small as eight people, I th- when I worked with Carnival Cruise Line, they do eight person casts. Norwegian was 12 and it was a lot. Um, and I like working for both cruise lines in for separate reasons, definitely. Um, but I know that since COVID they don't let as many crew members off the ship in certain ports now. Mm. So that has changed. And so I'm glad that I, I did it when I could. Yeah. That feels like it changes the whole value. Like, yeah. of it like i'd want to straight up get paid more if i can't go like, yeah check places out mm. yeah like we i was i've been in the mediterranean a lot and we were docked in like i want to say like jordan and now like ships don't even go there anymore mm. or we were docked in alexandria egypt and taking buses into cairo and seeing the pyramids i don't think they do that anymore and so mm. like the world became less safe for um guests and crew and so i'm very lucky that i got to visit places that you're not really allowed to anymore or even just allowed to get off the ship yeah and you said you were performing twice a day yeah it it changed um depending i think we got for sure always and i'm just gonna like combine the two experiences with norwegian and and um carnival my head we always had at least one day off, but like we would have the entire day off, but, or just work at night. So, um, for the last ship that I was ever on was a carnival ship and we had to learn four full shows and they were 60 minute shows plus a welcome aboard show plus a (laughs) towel animal theater puppet show for the kids. And then like, you know, any sort of fun pool deck thing that they can throw us in. Um, and then selling shirts for St. Jude and things like that. So, uh, if we had a show that night, 
Um, we, we wouldn't normally work at all during the day. We would show up to the theater at like 6.30. We'd do a warm-up. We'd do a mic check. We'd go off, put our makeup on, get our costumes preset. We'd do a 7.30 show. And then we would reset our costumes, reset lights, reset everything, and then do a 9.30 show. And that was it. So when you say welcome aboard show, I'm imagining like the I think you'll like it here scene from Annie when she first gets to the mansion. Is that at all accurate? First of all, I love that you use that analogy because <laughs> Tony grew up watching that. And um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like people tossing like towels to each other. Like, <laughs> thanks, oh Ryan. God. I have, I have done like many uh, different welcome aboard shows. And my favorite was for Norwegian. <laughs> we had someone dressed up as like a doctor and someone dressed up as like a mechanic. This is like in our cast. <laughs> Dress, dressed up as a mechanic and then dressed up as like a businesswoman. And we were singing like, um, uh, we'll have a good time. Leave your worries behind. And we're like, <laughs> everybody's like, like people talking to out these of the people who are like your everyday hardworking people. Oh, it's like a flash mob thing. saying like, Hey, we're going to take you person or like uh, nurse, take you off stage. And then with our song and dance, bring you back on stage with our high energy songs. And so you can <laughs> So you can let loose and have a good time on this Love cruise it. you're about to embark on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. And I've done like, oh, it, so the, it's anywhere from like that to we did an elf, like a Las Vegas medley where I had to put it's called a feather backpack. Like the ladies in, in Vegas with like the feathers. Like yeah, yeah, this. yeah, yeah. And it was like it's called tipping the way that you walk. It's called tipping. And so we did like a Vegas theme. Um, we've also done like. Uh, Carnival does like their own Welcome Aboard show and it's like a mix of Alicia Keys Fallen going into um, Your Lips Are Moving to like a mashup of a El uh, Ed Sheeran and like another pop dude. So um, Carnival was more with it with like the pop and rock stuff and Norwegian's very showy. <laughs> I love the I love the one where everyone's dressed up like Regular people, like a doctor just wore his like full doctor outfit to go on a cruise. <laughs> right, right. Like we, we dressed up our, the, that was the, the whole like song and dance part of our yeah, cast. Yeah. Like, all right, your cast is the businesswoman. <laughs> We're going to, you know, take all your troubles away with this song and dance. And <laughs> Love it. it was so literal. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think you're gonna mm, like it here. here. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Oh, gosh. I actually think like on one show um, and uh, this is on a different cruise line, but I heard that they literally did come sail away. <laughs> so that's freaking is that awesome. Like, that's like not a little bit. It's like a little bit taboo to be too cheesy. I You're mean, like, well, like also, there's only so far you can push someone in a welcome tune. It is. It is. But like, I'm, also, I'm turning around. <laughs> But also, like... Is it too late to get off? Yeah. We were... Uh, for um, Carnival, we, we learned the show called Flick, the magic of movies. And we were doing famous songs from movies. And so I had to learn, like, I will always love you and, and um, like, Summer of the Rainbow. But some other singer had to sing, My Heart Will Go On from Titanic. Uh, and as soon as that song started, like, ooh. 
everyone's like laughing in the audience. Yeah, yeah. They're like, are you kidding right now? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you doing this to us? Oh, thanks. My only yeah. fear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that ship sank. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're like seasick God. and afraid and then, then that song comes <laughs> Oh, yeah. Does that ever yeah. happen? Do you ever deal with afraid people? Like, what, what are the bad things? The afraid people? The like, afraid people. Like, like, those, oh. like plain people, but for cruise ships? Mm. Yeah. Um, my favorite, I was walking by the guest services desks and uh, someone was like, can you do anything about the motion of the ship? <laughs> you, it's rocking uncontrollably. It's like, yes, there's just a button we press and, you know, everything goes that away. That they give access to the singers. Right. The Gosh. Gosh. No, it? but it, it's weird. Like people, when they, I swear, um, I'm not trying to offend anybody, but I swear when people go on vacation, they lose all sense of, of like manners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so the, the questions we got asked because they encouraged us to be at the doors at the end of the show so we can, you know, say goodbye. Thanks for coming. And, and uh, they're like, do you work out? They ask us things like, oh. what do you eat? Do you work out? Or how much do you, like I said, how much do you get? And it's like, oh my God. Or do you all get along? <laughs> like these very <laughs> personal questions. And I was like, my gosh. <laughs> or um, sometimes they'll say like, oh, it looks like, looks like hard work up there. And I'm like, I don't know how to take that either. It showed that whatever I was doing was very labor intensive and I wasn't enjoying myself. Or are you just acknowledging the fact that I just sweat my face off? <laughs> yeah. Is it, is it hard to like learn dance moves and then do them on a, a moving object? <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> um, hold on. Time out. Hey, Future Jacob here from the editing room. We really messed up this segue to our sponsor. So anyway, here it is. On the top of a picturesque ridge lies a fundraiser like no other. One that pampers its bourbon like its own babies. Hi, I'm Holly from FOCP. And if you love beers, brought some bourbon as much as I do, then you'll appreciate the craftsmanship and quality of a local nonprofit who brings the best bourbon goodness, dazzling beers, memorable brats, and riveting music to the most fun fundraiser on June 22nd. Come taste the difference doing good can make in your life. You'll remember the experience and you'll remember the name. Bourbon Brats and Beer. Bourbon Beer and Brats. Beer Brats and Bourbon. And don't forget, not only are you attending the greatest party on this side of the Mississippi, you are also supporting FOCP's work of feeding over 1,000 area youth. Now that's something to cheers about. Get your tickets today at feedingandfueling.org. For $15 off your ticket, enter the code 15OFF at feedingandfueling.org. Hope to see you there. Wait, what were we talking it. about? People... People uh, oh, asking uh, questions? Yeah. We were uh, talking about that. So you we'll did just say someone asked with... how much you weigh. Oh, yes. <laughs> 
it's very uncomfortable. People think that they just lose their filter, right? And so, but actually on cruise contracts, and it still happens, is that we get weighed every single week. Hmm. Because um, what happens is... And like, I never took offense to it, but a lot of, I've always been like comfortable in, in my, my, my skin. Um, but a lot of people aren't and, and, um, rightfully so I, I don't blame them for hating this aspect of it. And I get it. It's, it's archaic in a sense, but, um, the, the cruise lines justify it as you've been hired a certain way and you have to maintain it because hmm. they don't want to adjust any costumes. They don't want, because also we do a lot of partner dancing. And if you're getting to get to a point where you're not a good dance partner, um, then that is affecting your fellow cast members. But um, like a lot of people, when they come on a cruise ship um, and you find the bakery (laughs) and you take trays of baked goods back to your cabin, which is a big no-no, it, you're going to get a, a chat from the production manager and because Wait, it, it's almost after you, after you gain, after like something happens that causes mm-hmm. your body to change or they like mm-hmm. see you with a tray of muffins and they're like, no, well, <laughs> they, this is what led to the, the body change was they were 19. First of all, you, I don't know. It's people think like a ship is a free for all and I can just do and do what I want. And, um, but it's, it's more like we've been hired at a certain look and we just have to maintain it. But that yeah. goes for like the other way. Some people get really into working out and then they, and then their body changes too. And so it's, Whoa. <laughs> getting in trouble for like working out too much. That's right, crazy. Like, Sorry, it, those the, muscles are making us change. The uh, you're too yeah, dummy thick for the costume, bro. Is it? <laughs> yeah, it's so freaking weird. Is it's that something weird. in like normal theater? Like if I get cast on Broadway, do they expect yeah. me to like maintain my look to I, that degree? I, d- I don't know I how that so. works for Broadway, but I th- it's more like... It, because we use our bodies and our look is half of our getting hired. Yeah. Like sometimes I have been to auditions in New York city where if I'm there for an audition and they have like hundreds of people to go through, they do what's called a type out mm. where they'll have you line up and they'll say, stay, leave, stay, leave, stay, leave just on how you look alone. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so, um, it's because performance is all about look what you see on stage that's, I mean, I guess that's probably how they justify it. Yeah, which that's is, like the product you're selling. Yeah, I think that's mm-hmm. a big reason why, like, there's, like, people are now saying, like, oh, we don't want it. Like, mm-hmm. when movies have fat suits, people don't like that anymore. Right. So, like, just use a fat actor. Like, right. those people exist and you can hire them. Mm-hmm. So, like, right. you know, mm-hmm. why aren't those people just being represented by their own body types? Exactly. So, yeah. it's more like what you came in for than it is, like, a certain kind of, like, prejudicial thing. Right. It's it's uh, maintaining your contract, I guess, mm-hmm. on a yeah. visual way, which sounds really crappy. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, heck, yeah. Um is there anything you else you want to shout out? Where can people find you? Where can people find your projects? And- yeah, um, I I do a lot of things around uh, Mankato as well. Um, I do a lot of work with Mankato Playhouse, but I haven't done that in uh, recently because of jobs and stuff. But uh, yeah, Schizophonic. We're really excited to come to the Mankato Brewery on June 2nd from 7 to 10. And um, the show is from... Uh, 
uh, oh, sorry, you can get tickets online through your your um, Facebook page and all that good stuff. Right here at Triple Falls, That's where you are right, right. now. And um, I'm on Facebook, just Molly Fisher, or Instagram, Molly underscore Fisher. We also, and, I, yeah. sorry to interrupt. No, you're you, good. Did you get all your ads out? Yeah, I don't. I mean, I just promote random things that I do. I don't have like a, a Molly Fisher entertainer page, mm. so... Yeah. Um, we also have a, a coupon code for listeners of the show and, and friends of the pod, right? For the for the oh yeah, if you want a three dollars off your ticket, you can use um, code Pride twenty twenty three. Um, if you made it that this far, I think uh, yeah. everyone can use that capital K, capital P R I D E two zero two three. Um, yeah, come mm-hmm. join us. Well, heck yeah! Thanks for coming on. Molly, it was yes. great to talk to you. This is cool. Thank you, guys. Thanks.